Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and we're going to party this week, girlies. It's a freaking party. Okay. Hey, Stanley, you want to, you want to say one more thing? Okay. All right. You're going to be fine. I left the, um, I'm, I'm recording in my bedroom. I usually have been recording in my kitchen, but I just want to see if the sound is better in here. But anywho, you guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning into the Spotify live. We had such a fun, we had such a fun run with that Spotify live. The final episode is this Thursday. Spotify is ending all of their live produced shows on the 18th. So we have one episode left and it's been so much fun. So thanks for tuning into that too, babes. So, oh God, not him singing, not him singing into the damn microphone. Stanny, please. Mommy's working. Yeah, mama's working. All right. Yeah. Okay. This man, I swear to God, he woke up and he chose violence today. He woke up and he chose violence. Um, all right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. I'm going to start watching a new show this week. I decided my parents told me it was great. It's called the patient. It's a Steve Carell, Steve Carell's in it. It's on Hulu. And it looks really good. I'm going to start that this week. Tonight, I'm going out and recording this on Sunday, obviously. Tonight, I'm going out to dinner with my girly Alicia and, and Door Daddy Randy. Shout out to Door Daddy Randy. So I'm very excited about that. But anywho, you guys, let's get into these <clears throat> woohoo emails. I'm drinking a Diet Coke, a freshie. Just, just popped it open. And here we go. Let's start. Let's start here. Okay, this says how to get over an ex. Hi, Carly and the boys. This might be a long one, so I'm just going to jump into it. I got divorced two years ago and ended the only relationship I've ever had. We were together for over 10 years since high school. Shortly after, I met someone online playing video games. I know, nerd, but I never talked to strangers online and started talking to this one. He was, con- he was <laughs> kind, funny, not me saying cunny. He was kind, funny, paid attention to me, everything my ex wasn't. We met in person shortly after within knowing each other for five months, and he moved out of state to live near me. Not with me. I have two young children, and that was way too fast for that, at least. This was in July of 2021. Everything was amazing. My friends and family loved him. He gave me all the attention and reassurance I needed to help with my anxiety that my husband never, my ex-husband never did. Unfortunately, things got rocky. In September of 2021, I went through his phone. Girl, I know. And he was telling his mom about how unhappy he was here. I had no clue. We talked for hours and he was just overwhelmed because now he had a girlfriend, kids, a new job, a new state, etc., and was just feeling like it was all too much. We took a step back. He spent less time with my kids and spent a week back home after to feel better. On the way back, though, in October 2021, he said, I can't do this. Um, I can't do this. I miss home too much and I'm sorry. I was like, okay, can we talk? Silence for two weeks. My anxiety couldn't handle that. Um, Anyway, we ended up mending things and talking to each other and taking everything much slower. He never babysat and would limit hanging out with my kids um, to when they were almost in bed. And then him and I would hang out when they were with their dad. He 
went from being a 26 year old bachelor to a stepdad overnight. So I can see his hesitance. Things were good for a long time. May, 2022, his mom came to visit for a week. I barely talked to him, but I told him I don't want to interrupt mom time, but I did want some updates like, Hey, I'm in the bathroom. We're in a restaurant about to head to a museum. I'll text you later. That sort of thing. He obliged and it was fine. The day his mom left, he dumped me saying he doesn't want this life. He wants to travel. He wants this and that. Meanwhile, I'm the only person who is supportive in his life and have always helped with any extra travel bugs that came this way. Um, sorry. He, this was early in May, 2022. I had an awful six weeks. We talked. Um, and then out of the blue, he ghosted me. I was a wreck. Mid-June 2022, he knew that I had a vacation plan with my kids and texted me asking me if I needed him to watch my cats. I said yes, because their auto feeder wasn't working and I was running out of time. While on my trip, he texted me daily to update me on the cats and see how they were. It was very friendly. After I returned, he asked me to come to his house and I went because I was still heartbroken. We ended up hooking up and have been quote unquote together ever since. Not officially, but we see each other when the kids are with their dad because I don't want them to know that he's here. I don't want them to go through that heartbreak again. Things have been amazing. Making progress, talking about things, our relationship, what we want, making plans until this week. I was upset over something silly. He gave me the reassurance that he always does. I went shopping and came home to see that he blocked me on half of social media, but not on everything. <clears throat> he hasn't answered me since yesterday when this last text included a heart and a smile emoji. Am I being ghosted for nothing again? My heart is shattered. I can't go through this again. Um, everyone says you need to love yourself, find yourself, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how to get over somebody so easily. I'm going to be 30 this month. No one wants an old fat single mom help sincerely, not a real milf. Okay. First of all, you're girl 30 is not old for the love of God. 30 is not old for the love of God. You're no. Okay. Let's just start from the beginning. To me, this is like, I know you're saying like, people are saying, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like you need to care about yourself and the love that you're giving yourself. And it's honestly, I know it sounds corny. I know it sounds cheesy, but it really is so true. You have to be kind to yourself. Don't speak about yourself in this way that, and don't view yourself in this way. And I know that's not something that can just like happen overnight, right? Like self-love and looking at yourself in such a positive light, but there, there are ways that you can do it. And I promise you, like, if you start looking at yourself in a more positive way, you're going to notice everything change in your life. I'm not saying this as like one of these like corny ass fucking YouTube, you know, YouTube life coach, whatever those people are. Cause I think they're all full of shit, but I'm saying it just in a very real way. Believe it or not, it's true. If you like sat down and write a list, write a list about all the things you love about yourself, right? It could be your personality. It could be your laugh. It could be how smart you are. It could be your smile, your eyes, your legs, whatever it is. And I bet you, even if it doesn't seem like it right now, just off the top of your head, there's a lot, there'll be a lot of things on that list. I guarantee you there's more than, than what's on the surface. There's more than what you're realizing. And read over the list 
And you'll start to look at yourself, maybe like look at yourself in the mirror, read the list. Okay. And I know, again, I know this sounds like very culty, but I told people to do this before and, and I'm telling you it works. Um, when you start looking at yourself and treating yourself the way you want people to treat you, your whole life is going to change. Like you'll start to notice your energy is different. You'll start to notice people treating you differently, people looking at you differently. You, it just will change your whole perspective. If you go out with like positive energy, if you're going into any situation and you have this like energy about you, that's kind of wishy-washy, right? You're not looking at yourself like you're the prize in the situation, which you are. Because I know you're saying this guy is great and, and all of this, but in, at the end of the day, he's, a, he's somebody that doesn't even have balls to talk to you about something and he's ghosting you all the time. And to me, like he's not, the, the vision you have of him in your head is not actually accurate with this guy because he didn't even give you the decency of like having conversations with you. And he was talking shit behind your back to his mom. So to me, it's like, you have to value yourself. You have to look at yourself in this positive light. And I promise you everything will fall into place. If it's me, if I'm in your, in your position and you guys know, I can't tell you what to do, but I would let him go, let him go, let him go. If someone is not like people will find any excuse. Like, have you ever been with somebody and they give you an excuse? Like, you just know it's not working out. And then they'll like say why. And you're like, wait, what? Like, if somebody doesn't want to be with you, they'll find the tiniest things. As long as they don't have to take accountability and take credibility, like for, for the way that they are treating you and the way that they're feeling, maybe they don't want to look like the bad guy. Maybe they just want you to feel this like guilt, like they want to put it on you. Right. So him saying like, I don't want to, you know, like I went from being a bachelor to having children. Like, yeah, that's something that's completely valid, but you guys were obviously talking before he moved for you he knew what the situation was. And like, even so, if you're having a hard time adjusting, like, even if you guys like say, say like you guys had like moved across wherever to be with each other and you move in together right away, there's like an adjustment period there. So what's important is having the conversations about it. And he wasn't even doing that. You know, I I don't think that's fair to you. I, I think that you've painted this picture of him that's really, really not accurate because to me, he doesn't sound like that great of a guy, someone that's going to yes you to death and give you reassurance and go, yeah, no, I understand you're right. And blah, blah, blah. And then turn around and block you. Like, you don't give a shit about me. You know, that's going to hurt my feelings. Like also blocking you on half of social media. Um, okay. Guess I'm posting a picture of my butt to Twitter since you blocked me on IG. I'll find a way. Not my LinkedIn profile pic being of my, of my cheeks. You better watch out. Okay. But listen, I promise you, I know I went on this whole rant and I'm not, I'm not going to say it anymore, but I'm saying the way that we view ourselves is the way other people see us. Okay. I promise you it's true. I promise you it's true. One of my friends was with this guy for a long time who was the entire time they were together, very 
very like blase about everything. He was like not really calling her that much. She wouldn't hear from him all week. And then she would hear from him and she would like hang on every word he said. And I'm so sorry. And God forgive me. And I say this with peace and love. He's the ugliest man I've ever seen in my life. And God forgive me. Okay. And God forgive me. But, but also strike me dead if I'm lying. Okay. And I'm still here because it was true. What I said was true. And he was just, they had this thing for months back and forth. She was like always worried about him. When is he going to, when am I going to hear from him? Do you think he really likes me? Do you think he's attracted to me? Do you think I'm like whatever type of shit that we get in our own heads because we can't handle the, like, we can't just look at things for like what they simply are. Sometimes it's like, sometimes that person is just not your person. It doesn't have to do with the way you look. It doesn't have to do with your personality. It doesn't have to do with anything. It's just not everyone we date, everyone we meet is supposed to be our forever person, right? And everyone serves a purpose in life regardless. But anywho, she was always worried about him. And one one night we were out and she hadn't heard from him all week and he texts her and he's like, he literally, when I tell you this man did the bare minimum, okay, he said, hey, imagine, imagine that. Not him popping his little ugly head out to say hey to my girly, who, by the way, is stunning, gorgeous, smart, and beautiful. And she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, he texted me. Like, as if he said, you know, like, something so prolific. And she said, what should I do? And I said, girl, here's what you're going to do. You're not going to answer him. And she was like, what? That's so mean. I said, he hasn't spoken to you in a full week. You could go the night without answering him. I said, he'll, he'll text you again. Watch. I'm like, he'll probably text you five more times tomorrow because it's going to drive him nuts. And that's not me being petty. That's me saying, enjoy your life. Go out with your friends. Like, have a nice day tomorrow. Treat yourself. Go get a nice coffee. Go get a nice croissant in the morning. Treat yourself the way you want your partner to treat you, Right do nice things for yourself. Cause that's really what matters. And she said, no, 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 I can't do that. I can't do that. So she ended up answering him and he kept doing this like fuck boy shit. And then lo and behold, it, she ended up getting like really busy one week. She had like a lot of work. She had a lot of stuff going on with her family. She was busy every night. She's busy all week pretty much. And she was like, barely, they were texting back and forth. She was barely answering him or she was answering him way later. And after that had happened, after that week had happened, her like crazy busy week, she was like, girl, she's like, this guy's fucking obsessed with me. And I'm like, because you weren't answering him and you weren't like waiting for him. He felt that energy. He felt you off doing your own things out with your friends, doing you right? Which you really were. It wasn't some fake, like it wasn't something fake. And she's like, no, he's obsessed. He's obsessed with me. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And then guess what? She's like, I don't like him. (laughs) After all that little Mr. Magoo, not Mr. Magoo, who hurt my girly's feelings for mad long. She's like, I don't like him. Because we want the thing that doesn't want us. It's just human. It's just a human, or we want the thing that's like a challenge or difficult or whatever. And then when we get it, we go, Meh, I'm all right. She's like, he's a little ugly. I go, oh, I'm a little ugly. you know, and God forgive me. 
but I can say that because you hurt my girl's feelings and I, and I will stand by that. Okay. So listen, at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is we view people in a very specific light, right? We look at them as, oh, they're doing all these things for me. And then when you take, when you, when you take a step back for yourself, say you take a couple of weeks and you're like, I need to really think about what I want. I need to do things that make me happy and bring joy to my life because this person's not fucking doing it. And I'll be damned if I waste my time on somebody that doesn't make my life better. What's that about? Right. Oh God. What fell? Oh God. Was that my tree? Did you guys hear that? Oh my goodness. Hold on. Okay. All is well, all is well. Nothing's shattered. Nothing's broken, but Stanley decided that he was going to jump 10 feet in the fucking air and take something off the damn top of the kitchen cabinets. But anywho, you girls, anywho, the end of the day, don't, don't have people in your life. This is the new year. This is our new year slogan. Okay. And I've been doing this for a long time. We don't have people in our lives that don't, that don't bring us joy. We don't have people in our lives that, that stress us out and, you know, hurt our feelings or make us feel like shit or make us feel like we're not beautiful or like, you, you know what I'm talking about? It's enough already. You want to know why I'm like, girl, if he wanted to, he fucking would. And people will grasp at straws as long as they don't have to take any accountability. And I know so much about this because I've done it before. I've been there before, but when you focus on yourself, we're focus on making yourself happy and everything else will be fine. Okay. Sorry. I feel like I answered that question before, but for about 45 minutes. Anywho. Okay. You guys just a quick word from our friends over at Nutrafol. 30 million women experience weakened or thinning hair. Take control of your hair with Nutrafol. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in just three to six months. You guys know I love Nutrafol. I've been using it since we first started working with them, and I really, really do notice a difference in my hair. It's growing faster. It's shiny as hell. You've all seen it. You've seen the pics. You've seen the proof. Nutrafol is 100% drug-free with only natural, clinically effective botanical ingredients. It works by targeting the five root causes of thinning, which is stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. Subscribers receive monthly deliveries, so you never miss a dose. Grow thicker, healthier hair and support the show by going to Nutrafol.com and use promo code SECRET. New customers get $15 off your first month subscription, free shipping on all orders. This is their best offer and only available to U.S. listeners for a limited time. Um, take $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Promo code SECRET. Stand up for your strands and get Nutrafol. This next one says, hey, Carly, straight man. I, and I do like when you guys address yourselves and announce. Please announce yourself as a straight man when you enter the chat. Sup, Carly, straight man here seeking advice on how you introduced your two cats together. Background, I recently adopted my sister's 12-year-old cat, Ozzy, who is very needy, loving, and playful as they are redoing their house and don't have space um, or time to care for him. So he is the new resident of Flatbush. Um, picture attached, he's orange. Stop. Wait, let me see. I got to see Ozzy. Got to see Ozzy Osbournes. Oh, he's so cute. And you want to know what? He looks nice. Are the rumors true about the orange cats? Are they crazy or what? So, okay. He says, my girlfriend 
who also has a very needy cat is going home for the week of Christmas and wanted me to watch him. But to avoid the stress of traveling with a cat, I was thinking of having him over too um, and being a crazy cat guy for this week, but she's not sure. My question is, how did introducing Stanley and Robert go? What's the age difference? Help before she gets really mad at me, LOL. (laughs) So, oh, and, and her cat's cute too. Hey, this cat is holding a shoe. That's adorable. Um, this cat is literally holding a shoe, but anywho, there's like certain ways. I was so nervous to introduce Robert and Stanley and it ended up working out perfectly fine. Um, and I think that's because Robert is so chill and so like mild mannered. Like he really is just like, he was so excited to have another cat in the house. Um, there was no fighting, there was no hissing, there was nothing like that, but that's because Robert's a a cutie, sweetie, nicey. Um, but I did the, I did the thing that you're supposed to do, which is like, have like, um, okay. So what you're supposed to do when you bring a new cat into the house is like, have them in two different rooms and have the other one sent on something and put it in each other's rooms. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if I were to have a cat here and put it in my bedroom, I would have something that smells like Robert in this room so that he could get Robert's smell. Like you're supposed to introduce them through a door before anything. Um, and that's what I had done. I had Robert's blanket in the bathroom. I had Stanley in the bath, Stanley in the bathroom with it. And then I had Stanley's like little, um, blanket that we took him home from the shelter with in the living room and Robert could smell that. Right. Um, just so they get used to it. But what I will say, I had watched, if you guys remember, Real Ones Know, I watched this this guy's um, Sphinx, like, I would say like two years ago, I, I babysat like my friend's cat and I thought, oh, it'll be fine, blah, blah, blah. Robert, so excited to see this cat. It was so weird to him because this cat literally looked like a, you know, unseasoned chicken, you know, some boiled chicken because it was a Sphinx that had no fur. Um, and Robert was so excited about the cat and Stanley fucking hated the cat. He didn't like hurt it. Like they didn't really fight, but it was so funny because Stanley was like, like, I call it loafing. Like when they turn into a loaf of bread and he was loafing near this cat the entire week, growling like a dog, like a Doberman Pinscher. And I'm like, I had never heard him growl before in my damn life, but he didn't like that cat. Uh, maybe a little bit more time could have gone by and they would have gotten used to each other. But I, the, the point is, it matters about the cat's personality, right? A cat like Robert, he's not going to care. He's going to be happy about it. A cat like Stanley, he's like, no, no, I'm the alpha. I'm going to jump on top of the cabinets and, and destroy whatever's up there, you know? But I will say they haven't, knock on wood, they haven't messed with my tree, which is kind of crazy. Um. But yeah, let us know and and send pics. Always send pics. Um, let's see. This one says, I'm seeing someone that's married, but wait, it's not that bad, or is it? Okay, let's see. Hi, Cutie Carly. I've been a fan of yours for years now. I recently saw you in Little Roadie, aka Rhode Island, a few years back at the Comedy Connection. Oh, thank you so much. So long email coming up. I'm writing in because I've been dating someone since July. And on our second date, he says uh, over a little over a year ago that he married somebody that needed a green card. He tells me this before accounting 
I'm sorry, before continuing anything with me so that I know where he stands. At the time, I was really enjoying my solitude and his company, so I continued seeing him regardless of the baggage. I appreciated his honesty and genuinely had a lot of fun with him. Fast forward to now, we're still seeing each other, and I recently told him I'm not interested in seeing anybody else, and I want him to know that. He reiterated to me his situation and that he basically can't put a label on anything with me. He also dropped a huge bomb on me saying that he got dinner with his ex slash wife. Now, is it his ex or is it his wife? You're going to need to give me a little more details. Not his ex slash wife. Is it his ex or is it his wife? Tell him I said that. Uh, he had dinner with his ex slash wife twice since we've been dating. Um, and the last dinner on her birthday, she asked if he was seeing anybody. And he said, he mentioned me, mind you early on, I asked if he ever really sees her. And he said only for paperwork reasons. So now I'm like, okay, you lied throughout our conversation. We kept saying how shitty the situation was because things between us have been so easy and our connection is great. We talk about intellectual stuff yet. Um, can also be very silly together. It's easy and comfortable how a relationship should be. He actually cried while telling me all of this. I genuinely believe that he cares for me. He calls me every night and we spend days off together. The only red flags are of course that he's married <laughs> and that he kept their two dinners away from me. Uh, I continue to speak my mind to him and will always do that because like I told him and I'll tell the girlies, I'm sick of the bullshit. I've been hurt too many times and I can't keep doing it. So my question for you and the girls is, am I an idiot? Should I remove myself from this situation? Big kisses. Um, kiss you, kiss right on the lips. Love you too. Um, okay. This is interesting because, you know, we can't continuously accept the same behavior and then expect a different outcome. Um, and I think that's what kind of like boat you're in right now, right? Like he knows how you feel about him. He knows you don't want to see other people. He is being honest with you and saying like, I can't put a label on this. He has a bunch of other shit going on. To be honest, I think the like uh, ambiguity of of the relationship with the ex is a little much for me. I wouldn't be able to, I would be out. I would be out, but you know, that's your choice to make. If that's something you're okay with and you'll, you want to deal with then whatever, I would probably look at it as like, Hey, other things might be falling into place, but the big things aren't. And I need to go out and see what else is out there for me. Um, because it shouldn't be this hard. Right. Um, but yeah, girl, you know what? It sucks because it's like what we were saying before. And this is, and this makes perfect sense because it's so common, but it's really like, we can't get, we can't ask a question and then get mad at the answer. Like you asked him, do you want to be with other people? He said, he, you know, uh, he said he can't put a label on anything right now. And even though it sucks and it hurts, he is telling you what the situation is. And now it's your choice, what you want to do with that. Um, personally for me, I feel like you deserve more, you deserve better. You deserve somebody that will, you know, go far and wide and, and go through great lengths to be with you. And that's just, you know, that's just how I feel. That's how I feel about relationships. Like you even said it yourself. Um, you know, 
we can't keep doing it. Sick of the bullshit, can't keep doing it. You said it yourself. So don't put up with the bullshit. Don't put up with it, girl. My theory on dating, and I know I've said this 8 million times, let's make it 8 million and one, but I think it's so, (laughs) it's the only way if you're not with somebody that's a thousand percent into you, adoring of you, wants to be in a committed relationship, if if that's what you want, doesn't need to see other people, doesn't like treats you the way that you've always wanted someone to treat you, then like, if they don't do that, then don't be with them. It's just really that simple. Cause I can't tell you how many times in my life I've been with people who I'm like, yeah, he doesn't really know what he wants, bitch. He's 30 fucking six. How does he not know what he wants? Is that not a red flag? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's 30 fucking six. What? I don't know what I want. Whoa, what? You're almost 40. <laughs> I can't believe it. And, and, and I know I sound like a crazy person because I'm hooning and hollering over here. But girls, we got to open our eyes, man. I can't tell you how many times I've been with a guy. I'm like, yeah, he doesn't really know what he wants yet. <laughs> Please. He wants to, he, come on. <laughs> Sir, I can't. I just can't. I can't. I can't. Me and my friend were talking about it the other day. She's like been seeing this guy and he, um, uh, <laughs> He doesn't know what he wants. And we're like, he's like 40. And we're like, how do you not know yet? Like, how do you not know? And also the man is balding and God forgive me and God strike me dead if I'm lying. And yet I'm still here. Okay. The man is balding. He doesn't have much time left. You got to find a wife, sir. You got to find a wife. God, I hope this mic is working. I'm on fire. Anywho. If they're not fucking obsessed with you and literally throw up in your face every single time they lay eyes on you, then he's not the one. Okay. Um, let's see. Vabbing story gone wrong. Oh no. Hi, Carly. Obviously love you and the pod. My friends and I uh, used to do our own girl code back in the day and we thought we were so funny, but my parents thought we were so annoying. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. Honestly, it makes me feel so happy. It makes me feel so special too, because a lot of times people will come out to shows and they'll be like, I wasn't allowed to watch Girl Code because I was too young and I watched it and like I got in trouble or whatever. Like my parents didn't know I watched it. And it just makes me like so happy. And it and also makes me feel old as hell. Cause you guys will be like, I was seven. I'm like, you were seven? <sighs> not me being old as hell. I'm kidding. I'm not old. I'm I'm a 32. Anywho. She says, crazy vabbing story. For context, I'm a lesbian and I've always wondered if vabbing works on us like it does on men. Well, I tried it a few months ago with my now ex-girlfriend. We had plans to go out and ended up not leaving the house. So safe to say it worked. Okay, fair. Uh, Fast forward, we've been broken up for about a month. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I was ready to go out and meet someone new. So I got all dressed up and babbed a little. I went to a popular gay bar near my house and ran into a girl that I dated almost a year ago. Different girl from my most recent ex. We make small talk and she's had a girlfriend for like seven months and she's doing really well. I'm happy for her. And I sort of mentioned that my ex and I broke up, but we didn't really talk about anything else. An hour later, she corners me and 
in the back of the bar and literally starts crying about how much she still loves me and how she would leave her girlfriend for me because I'm the one. <gasps> it was so awkward. <gasps> but I was like, oh, sorry, you need to focus on your current relationship because the door with us is for sure closed. She is crying at the bar for almost an hour and miss- saying that she misses me and never wanted to let me go. I feel so bad. But I told her, honestly, I was still in love with my ex and had moved on from her. Finally, I got away with her and went home. She messaged me apologizing, but still iterating that I'm the one for her. I swear to God, I'm never vabbing again. Honestly, it doesn't sound like a vab fail. It sounds like vabbing. It's, it sounds like, it sounds like vabbing works. It sounds like vabbing works. Okay. Um, Wow. That's crazy. She literally professed her love to you because you vabbed girl. I'm telling you, see, that's also the proof that we have all the power. We have all the power. I'm sorry. We have all the power. I'm sorry. All right. Let's see. Um, This one says to the girlies. Hey, Carly, this is for the secret keeper girly who brought up on this week's show that her and her boyfriend that live in the Midwest want to move out to the West Coast. I do not recommend moving away from home and starting a family as I'm currently living it. I moved to Texas and married my husband. We've been in a relationship for 11 years and married for one year, Um, all the way from our families that live in Virginia. We recently had a daughter. She'll be three months tomorrow. Oh, congrats. Happy birthday. Happy three month birthday. And I'm currently dealing with postpartum depression and anxiety on top of my normal anxiety disorder. I've spent many days crying and wishing that we never move so far away. And my husband doesn't really understand how I'm feeling and doesn't have any plans. I'm moving back to the East coast, um, for at least another two or three years. I feel like this definitely would be a lot easier if I was less lonely and we had family around to help and are close 10 out of 10 do not recommend honestly thank you so much for writing in i think it's so important to hear different people's real life perspectives when you guys go through things that you know if something strikes a chord with you always write in um because like i said i you know it's just helpful it's just helpful And I'm sorry that you're going through that girl. Postpartum is no joke. It's no freaking joke. Is there any way maybe you can go visit your family for a while with the baby? I know, I know that sounds like such a terrible suggestion, but it seems like you just, you need to be around people right now. You know, also, you know, I hope you're talking to somebody and, and, you know, the doctors are helping you and, if there's anything, you know, if there's anything you could do to make your life a little easier, I would love to see you doing it. Um, okay. And again, thank you for that. That that's kind of how I that's kind of what I felt. Again, I don't think that I'm not knocking men, but I don't think men really understand the the toll it takes on us, on our bodies, on our lives, um, when we have children. So, okay. This next one says being an embarrassing and a luxurious in Europe. Hi, Carly and the cute kitties. Love you so much. Been tuning in since girl code. Oh, thanks so much. Also, my sister and I saw you when you came to Providence and you were so funny and cute. Oh my God. 
thank you. I've been catching up on some pod episodes and recently listened to the episode where somebody's talking about how embarrassing it is to ride a bike. I could not feel this more in my soul. So I decided I would tell you a bike story that will hopefully make you and all the girlies giggle. So to set the scene, I was in Europe with some friends and my now fiance for a wedding in June. We started in Paris where we got engaged, pics attached. Hold on, got to check it out. Thank you so much for adding pictures. You guys know I need the tea. (gasps) Stop. You guys are gorgeous. (gasps) Wait, this is so cute. Oh my God. Wow. You guys are hottie boom bodies, aren't you? Oh, and then you have a cute dog. Oh my God. Wow. This is like, honestly, a very picture perfect family. It's giving Pinterest. It's giving Pinterest. Okay. Thank you for sending me those pictures. Uh, and then we, we traveled to South of France for a wedding. So luxurious. I know my fiance and I then continued our little engagement mood to uh, Barcelona and Porto Porto, Portugal is where the embarrassing bike story takes place. We decided to rent electric bikes to take a scenic ride along the ocean, which I highly recommend regardless of my embarrassing moment that took Uh, that happened on this bike ride. As we were riding back to our Airbnb after a long day of riding and sightseeing, I was in such a happy but tired daze. My fiance said something to me while I was riding a few feet in front of him. So I turned slightly and then crashed. Oh God. I crashed into a preteen Portuguese skateboarder. (laughs) I literally flew off my bike onto my side and the boy who thankfully saw me coming at him had just simply jumped off the skateboard unscathed. I sprung up and made sure he was okay because what just happened, I thought I hit a little skater boy. He then assured me that he was okay and he was hugging his body saying, okay, okay, over and over again. My fiance stood there shocked at at the whole thing and asked me if I was hurt. It's crazy that I wasn't because I honestly flew off. I got back on the bike and we rode in silence because I was so embarrassed. My sweet fiance decided 27 seconds after the collision um, that was long enough to start singing. He was a skater boy. She said, see you later, boy. Sure, it's hilarious now, but I I screamed too soon and kept riding my bike in embarrassment while he laughed at me. Anyway, moral of the story is rent an electric bike in Europe, but keep your eyes on the path. (laughs) Girl, that's so embarrassing. Um, hope you and the girlies got a kick out of this kiss right on the lips. Here's our engagement pictures in Paris. Oh, oh my God. These pictures were honestly gorgeous. You guys are Trey Gorgeous, as they say in France. I am French. <laughs> I am French. <laughs> Stop. Don't even get me started, girl. I'm hooting and hollering over here on a Sunday. Um, anywho, you guys, I love you so much. Didn't get any fuck Mary kills this week. Should we do a French one? I am French. Okay. What about French fries, baguettes, baguette about it, okay? (laughs) French fries, baguettes, Mm. then what? Okay, what about, it's got to be carby. It's got to be carby because it's got to go with the theme. What about cheese? Let's let's honestly go for like a nice French, like a brie. (laughs) A brie. Okay, I would say I'm marrying cheese. I'm, oh my God, wait, this one's really hard because I can't kill French fries and I can't kill, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to kill a baguette, which really, really is tragic. I'm going to kill the baguette. I'm going to marry the fries, girl. No, no, no. I'm marrying the cheese. I'm fucking the fries. Hell yeah. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. I am flinch. Okay. 
Anywho, you guys, I love you. We'll see you next week. Final episode of the Spotify Live Confessions with Carly on the Spotify Live app this Thursday. And then it's, it's, and then that's it. Uh, I love you guys and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.